Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And today have a very special guest joining us. He is from uh, FSU, former sprinter, as well as football player, three-time U.S. title champion, world indoor silver medalist, and a 2016 Olympian in the 100, Marvin Bracey. Marvin, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate being here. No problem. No problem. Well, one thing, but it's usually we save the track stuff for a little bit later, but I had to get the imp- your question, this question in real quick. Took a look, your PR of a time of 985 puts you at the 20th fastest time of, you know, ever. What, what's it like just knowing that you're like, you're one top 20 person on the face of this earth to ever run. That's gotta be a really cool feeling, man. No, it's definitely, man, it's, 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 it's super cool. It's, but it's also, uh, it's also bittersweet, you know, because it's like, you know, you, you, you top 20, top 15, whatever it is, uh, you know, you top 10 in America, whatever it is, but it's like, you know, you always, you always want to get more. And I feel like, you know, I have so much more left on store and there's so many more, you know, fast times I can drop to put myself, you know, in the, you know, we're talking about top two, top three, you know, you, you want to be up in there because I mean, to break the American record, you're running what, 969, 968. That automatically makes you the fastest American, like the second fastest person ever. But it's definitely cool, man. You know, when you when you sit down and really think about like, damn, I'm really one of the fastest people, like not right now, one of the fastest people to ever walk the face of this earth. Yeah, it's like because hey, if you were to say, hey, if you if I could say you're a top 20 quarterback of all time, you're like, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer. That's easy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah. It can be easy to, to not put it into perspective for sure. But uh, so so want to first start with some things off the track. So uh, okay. we're going through a few of your tweets. And so I got questions about a few tweets that you've made. Want to get some explanations for you. So nothing too crazy. But uh, first one, this was from October 1st, 2021. You say, not sure if y'all know, but I'm actually Michael Jackson. <laughs> what, 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 what's that mean, man? Uh, are you actually what's that, going on? I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, honestly, sometimes, like, I just be listening to music and it just sounds cool. That's actually, a, uh, it's a Drake lyric. But, uh, so there was really no, honestly, there was really no, uh, there was really no real meaning behind it. It's just, you know, Drake is one of my favorite artists. And it just sounded like, it just, it, I just be going off, I swear to God. I was going to say, like, yeah, we, we see you like a, you're a, a shower singer singing, walking yeah, around the house. Yeah, like, I literally just, I'll be listening to a song and I'm like, damn, that's a really hard, you know, let me tweet that real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me, some, some, don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's some things where like I might tweet it and be like, it might have a little devil meaning behind it, but sometimes like that, like I'm, I'm nowhere near MJ, man. That dude is dope. <laughs> Yeah, I saw some of the some of the comments. You're like, oh, what what you mean? Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect. Well, next one, next one for you. Uh, you ha- you tweeted this was September 27th, 2021. If you eat pizza with anything besides pepperoni, you can't be trusted. What's yeah, going on there? Man, you know, we 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 keep having this um this big old uh, pineapples on pizza debate. Man, pineapples don't go on pizza, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the crazy thing is, pineapples are actually my favorite fruit but I will never put a pineapple on a pizza. And it's just like, you just, you just like that. You eat candy corn. You, you just, I, you eat coleslaw. Like I just really can't, I can't trust you if that's what you choose. You know, it's like, you know, like it's, 
it's just, it's just, that's, that's unhinged. Like you gotta be, you gotta be different to really eat pineapples on pizza. They just don't go together. Yeah, gotta gotta take a step back. It's a little bit, it's a, it's a little too much. Yeah, I feel, you know, I feel some things shouldn't be mixed. Like I know that people be, you know, having weird cravings, but these two things that just don't go together. I'm sorry. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. I'm a I'm a big pineapple. No, I'm a, I'm a big pepperoni on a pizza guy I'm myself. I'm so I've, I'm not. I'm not going to be going that that far with pineapple. That's uh, it's a little, yeah, a little too much, but too uh, much. yeah. So um, now wanted to to get started with where track kind of you know started off for you. Where where was it that you you know you started running and you know finding you know the sport of track and field? Um, actually, uh, I did like a little bit in middle school. Like I've never done like a full season or anything like that. Like I did like a little bit. And then um, I didn't run at all my ninth grade year. I actually didn't play any sports my ninth grade year. I went out for like spring football. I actually didn't make the team. Um, uh, coming into my 10th grade year, I, I played JV football. Didn't get moved up to varsity after the season. And um, at the time, I had a couple of friends that was, uh, they were freshmen. I hung out with like older people, but they were freshmen. They was like, hey, man, we're going to go off the track. Like, you know, we won't be doing, we won't be doing nothing. Like, you might as well, you know, come out with us. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, no problem. Like, I ain't got nothing better going on. I don't want to go home, you know. Um, and I think that my first, my first hundred meter race, I ran, and this is my sophomore year, my first race I ran, so it's 2010, I ran, uh, I ran like 1082. So, you know, that started, you know, that started raising some eyebrows, like, you know, who the hell is this kid? You know, he coming out running 10, eight, like it ain't nothing. Um, the very next race, I think it was like the next weekend, I ran 1076. And now people are like, all right, like, okay, he done, you know, um, went from that to the district championship. I ran 10.58. And now, you know, everybody's like, taking notice, like, all right, like, this man is, this man is, you know, he's on to something. The regional championship was the next, like, the next weekend, I ran 10.42. And then, obviously, at that point, like, I had kind of solidified myself as, like, you know, up-and-coming sprinter. Um, I went to the state championship the next weekend. I ran 10:19 to win, but it was like a 2.7 headwind. And so, and so, um, yes. I ended up going to. Sorry, I, I, I'm not blanking out. I ended up going to. Uh, I ended up going to the USA Junior Championships in 2010. It was in Des Moines, and I ran like 10, 40 something. I got like sixth place, but I still got to go on the world U team, mm -hmm. world junior team up in Moncton, Canada. And uh, I, but I only, I was an alternate on the relay. But like I said, at that point, like I had kind of like, you know, solidified myself, like scholarship offers started coming in. And actually two days after, two days after my, um, two days after my state championship, four days after my state championship, I played in our spring football game. And I think I scored like three touchdowns. Huh. And then football offers start rolling in. Then now I'm on varsity, you know, and that's um, that's honestly kind of how, you know, my track and field journey got started. Yeah, I it's crazy to think that you're one of the, the few athletes that have gotten, you know, that gets really well in, in, in two sports with track and field and, and with football. I know it, it was always cool when seeing before the Olympics this year, they were showing some of the highlights of, you know, Curly playing football or Grant Holloway or whatever it is. And and you're you're right in those those ranks too. You're what a, I think like a four star recruit uh, coming out of high yeah, school. Yeah, I was a four star recruit. I played in the Under Armour All American game. Um, um, 
I mean, I did a lot, you know, as far as, you know, high school sports go, well, high school football, at least, you know, with, with the two years that I did play my junior and senior year. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely had some nice success on, on the football field. Yeah. yeah to, to say, like, nice success, you're, you're putting it pretty, hum, pretty humbly, but it's to be able to go and, and then be able to play and have the opportunity at FSU, one of the premier programs. I mean, you guys were, that's the time of, like, Jameis, Jameis Winston and, and all that. Yeah, we, we, that's, my, that's my dude, man. We got me. We all came in the same. Uh, we all came in the same year. We all played in the Under Armour game together. Me, him, Ronald Darby, PJ Williams, um, Chris Casher, Landon Collins, Mark Cooper. We all played it. We all was in the same game. Do you have any? Uh, you have any cool or funny, interesting stories of with you and uh, with some of those guys? Uh, you know, whether it be off the field, hanging out, or or maybe something you know funny said in the huddle or anything like that. So yeah. Um, so uh, funny story. Well, okay, so. This was like my, I think it was my second game traveling. So at FSU, me and Jameis was redshirted, but uh, Darby, PJ, all of them, they were, they were like, play, they were, they weren't redshirted. They were still playing. So I had, um, we had went to, we traveled to Maryland to play the University of Maryland. And we got, um, we got, we, so I, we had never seen, some of us had never seen the White House. So we snuck out of the hotel after the team dinner and we wanted to, you know, go see the White House. So we walked down the street, whatever. We ended up going to see it. Now, Darby is from that area. So we go to the, we get to the White House, we see it, you know, we cool, whatever, whatever. And then we end up getting lost. Like, we like, bro, you from here. Like, how do you not know where to go? Like, you're literally from here. And, um, and, um, so we end up we, we lost like two three hours, so we end up running into the equipment managers like they was all leaving like coming from a bar. We, we see them and they end up escorting us like back to, you know, back to the hotel. But like we literally like for like two three hours we was literally like arguing, cussing, screaming at this man like bro, how do you not know how to get us back to where we need to be? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you that wouldn't have been a great conversation to have with uh, coaches saying like. Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm lost here at the White House. You're not supposed to be there anyway. Right, yeah, we're not supposed to be out. For like we had mentioned, you you've had the opportunity to play both football and run track. Could you walk us through like what that freshman year was like for you? I know you had some uh there's some interesting the 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 lead, the departure might not have been the the best as you might have have seen it to happen, but what was that like being able to hey compete at a top level um you know for for both programs? Man, it was it man, it was everything. Like you know, I I I always dreamed of going to college, and not not a lot of people know that I actually grew up a Miami fan, like diehard Miami fan. Like I just knew I was going to the University of Miami, and um, once I got to you know, once I got you know of age to go to school, that's when Miami was going through all those sanctions and like everything. And then also, I didn't imagine myself running track, you know, younger. So it was always football, football, football. So had it been strictly football, I probably still would have ended up at University of Miami. But when track kind of came into play, it was like, you know, you know, shout out to uh, Coach Amy Dean. She's a really good coach, but it was like the program just wasn't where, you know, I would have liked for it to be, you know, and I didn't feel like it was what I needed to get me to where I wanted to be. I wanted to be a national champion on the field and on the track. And um, so I ended up, you know, choosing uh, FSU, but actually I went on my official visit to Texas A&M. And I was like this close to like recommitting, like I loved everything about it, um, but then they ended up firing like the entire coaching staff. And so I was like, yeah, this is just God's way of telling me, man, like you need to be at FSU, like it's right down the street. I'm from Orlando, 
you know, Tallahassee is three hours up the road. Like it just, you know, so getting in there, man, and getting around people that I had watched play on Saturday, like it was inspiring. You know, it was, I, I'm like, dude, I see these are normal people, like, you know, like me, but they on, on Saturdays, they killing it, you know, and uh, Jimbo was a great coach. But um, being in there, I think my, my very first day of training camp, or the, yeah, the football training camp, very first day, very first route, we did one-on-ones. I ran a, a post route. Going to make the break, I feel my hamstring, you know, go. And I'm like, dog, well, come on, man. Like, now it's not the time. And um, I was sidelined for, like, two weeks. Like, I couldn't practice for, like, two weeks. But, I mean, you know, I was still out there. Like, I'm still, like, fully dressed like I'm going to practice. But I'm just sitting out there, you know, I do my rehab inside and come out and just stand out there, you know, rain, sleet, snow, hell. Like I'm just standing out there with my helmet in my hand and my pads on. And after like two weeks, they was like, Hey, you know, Jimbo want to see you back out there. Um, we need to, we need to, you know, we're going to they, they gave me a brace for like a, like a kind of like a sleeve compression sleeve for my, for my hand, for my quad slaps, like hamstring. And it just kind of kept it compressed. So it kind of limited me from like fully opening up, which took some of the pain away, but like I couldn't run and be as explosive as, I wanted to be, and which at the time, at the time, I was like, all right, well, I want to play that bad that I'm willing to be 70% out here and still practice. Like, I want to play that bad. And like the Thursday before the first game of the season, they was like, hey, man, we gonna, uh, Jimbo's going to redshirt you. I'm like, well, damn, if he was going to do that, I could have just not practiced. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have just got healthy, man, and, you know, and been fine. Like, but it is what it is. And so, like, I ain't going to lie. I felt a little plague because it's like, bro, like, it's, come on now. Mm-hmm. So then I was so – but I still practiced throughout the season, you know, did scout team reps and stuff like that. Um, and then we got to track. You know, after the bowl game, I was so eager to to run track, man. I was so eager to make a name for myself, you know, in college. Like, I came in this hot recruit. You know, I wanted to, you know, just kind of show people, like, you know, I've arrived. And so my hamstring was probably still 75 80%. You know, I was pain free, but it wasn't strength wise where it needed to be. And I got out there and I ran, I think I ran, I think I ran indoor meet, but I was fine. Like I was healthy, you know, I ran, I ran like 661. Next meet was the Randall Tyson invite. I broke the FSU record. I ran 654. And then I think I won, I won the ACC championship. And then I won the ACC championship. And then I ended up false starting at the Nationals. False started, man. Oh, man. Nationals, it, listen. It still hurts. It still hurts to this day, man. And so, um, you know, Ken Herndon was the coach. And now, you know, me and him are cool. Like, we kind of, like, buried it. But, like, uh, we ended up going to Florida Relays. I run 100. I pull my hamstring again in 100. Same one? I'm like, same one. I'm like, okay, all right. Something got to give, man. Like, you know, this ain't, I ain't, this ain't it. So, the next day was a Sunday. We back in Tallahassee. I ended up going to church. Now, I'm not like a regular church goer, but it was just one of those times where, like, man, I just need to be sitting inside of a church, just, you know, letting the spirit run through me. Like, I just needed, I was searching for answers. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, clear my head. And I was the only one person I can talk to, and that's God. And so I go to church, and he had, he had orchestrated a mandatory treatment that started at 1. But I didn't get to the facility till like, 120, 125. When I got there, like, the, the building was locked up. It was nobody in there. And I had hit him up like, hey, coach, um, the building locked up. You know, like, what's going on? I'm thinking people in here doing treatment. He was like, yeah, you're supposed to be there at one. Um, you know, we're not going to wait for you. And this, that, and third. And I'm like, well, I was in church. Like, it ain't like I was, you know, 
And I, I, I really should have been on time, but I mean, I thought that being in church was a good enough excuse. I thought, mm. could be wrong. So he was like, we're not gonna wait on you, whatever, whatever. And then he starts going off and he was like, oh, you know, I'm the best coach in the country. I don't need you on this team. You know, you can go just play football or whatever it is. And I'm like, yo, um, bro, like it ain't, it ain't that serious. Like you can be mad, but you, ain't got, you know, I'm, I'm here on a football scholarship anyway. Like track <laughs> don't pay for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, bro, watch, hey, watch how you talk to me, bro. Like, we ain't, we ain't finna do that. And I just felt, I felt disrespected. And I made a call, you know, to a good friend of mine. And I was like, listen, I'm out of here. Football got me messed up. And track got me messed up. Like, I ain't finna run for this, man. He finna disrespect me like that. And, you know, they ended up getting me a deal with Adidas. And you know, I was out of there. I ain't, uh, I got family to take care of. I got all kinds of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? I ain't finna be subjected to y'all disrespect. I got options. You know, I had the opportunity of going pro out of high school and I didn't take it because I wanted to go to college. Like I wanted to, you know, experience football and all that, but they just made the experience just not worth it. It's like, bro, if I knew this is what I was walking into, I would have never made it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know so that's one year less money I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could have gone, uh, could have gone the, the, the pro route at, at 18 and, and figured bro, this out. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And start figuring stuff out, get healthy. You know what I'm saying? And no wear and tear and no, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I just don't feel like personally, like you got to treat people a certain way to get your point across. So it was like, but I just felt played like all around on both ends. It's like, I don't want to play for this football team and I want to run for the track team. Like I got an option to, you know, most people don't have that. Most people just got to sit there and take it. Yeah. And, and so being, yeah, being in the position that, that you were in, I mean, it look, looking back, it's, it's interesting to think like many of those things came up with just that, that one post route. It's like, if that, if that, if like, Hey, if coach is like, Hey, you know what, we're going to do a curl instead, or, Hey, we're going to do a five yard out. Maybe that hamstring keeps up and we don't have those issues. You ever like think about man, that at all? I, listen, all the, all the time, man. And it's funny because like, I never, I didn't leave right away. Like I didn't leave right away. I stayed for like another month and Ronald Darby, he's actually, he's my, he's one of two of my best friends. Um, every day he tried to convince me to stay every day. Like he just talked to me, man, you got to stay, you know, you killing it on scout team, you know, you killing it against the ones. Like imagine what you're going to do to the other teams, you know, stuff that like he just, he just coercing me. And I'm not gonna lie. There were some days where I'm like, man, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be great. I'm going to do all these great things. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to do all that. And then it'd be some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm out of here. Like, I ain't going to stay at school, man. I'm like, people going to be messed up. And it's like, yeah, I think about all the time, man, like that one, that one, one post route, like, and, I, and it's funny because I have it, like I have it, the clip, and you can't see when I get hurt. Like I literally, like I run the route, I get wide open, I catch the ball, and I literally go straight for my hamstring. And, it was, you know, the rest is history. Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's, that's, that can't be great. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's like you mentioned, something that you, you've been with you for, will be with you for a while. But I mean, I'm sure also you've had a lot of highs as well. I mean, Olympics in 2016, you're able to compete and, and go to, to Rio. Um, what, what was that like being able to, to compete at your first Olympics? I know in 2012, I think you were in high school. You just had some injuries, weren't able to, weren't able to compete. So yeah, there, that, then if, if you could ever ask for a new Christmas gift, I'm guessing hamstring might be on the top of the list. <laughs> man, look at here, man. Um, you know, making it to Rio after, you know, the, after 2012, um, actually, the new, the new, the West Two News from Orlando came out to my practice in 2012 because I had announced that I was going to Olympic trials, and it came out. And when they came out to film the practice on my last block start, I felt my hamstring go, and that's kind of how my 2012 journey ended. And um, 
but again, it's also like you said, like I, when I sit back and think about like, okay, I go to Olympic trials. I, I'm not gonna lie, looking back, I'm not gonna, I don't doubt my skills, but to make that team, it would have took three incredible rounds. So let's just say I go in there and I just run good times. I'm not gonna lie to you, I might have never made it to FSU. You know, I'm at the Olympic trials as a high school kid and I'm doing my thing. Like, you know, I might have, you probably threw enough money at me to say, you know, I'm, I'm straight. I don't want to go to college. Like, I'm good. It's the same money I'm chasing anyway. But um, going in 2016, man, just going through what I went through the entire year, like just battling, battling. I actually ended up having, a, I ended up finding out after the Olympics that I had a, a sports, a hernia. So I was taking, you know, leading up to trials and everything. Like I was taking cortisone. Um, and I was due, I was due like one more shot before the games and I didn't take it because I was like, man, I don't want to keep putting that in my body. Like I feel good. Like I feel all right. And it wasn't until the day I woke up for the semifinals of the hundred. Like I just felt like a little pain, but I was like, I mean, I'll be all right. Like it's all in my head. Like I'm straight. I ended up running what 10 eight in the semis and I didn't make it to the finals. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, when, when, when things like when you go through things like that, sometimes man, you just be like joyful that it's over. Like the worst is over. Like, yeah, I'm excited to come and compete, but I ain't fully myself. And I ain't, you know, I've never publicly like said it. I've never tweeted about it. Like nobody knows. People just think I went out there and choked it. Like it is what it is. Like people don't, so they want to say anyway, but I was just joyful that the pain was over. So I never, I didn't appear on a relay. I was the first leg on a relay, but I didn't run. Mike Rogers ended up running because I just, I just, I couldn't do it, you know? And um, it sucked that it ended that way, but it was like, man, at least the pain is over. Yeah. Like, that, that's hard to, to think about because you're, you're over there. You're still stuck in Rio and you're like, you're, were, did you, did you actually watch that race live or was it too, like too much of a, I can't even. No, I was, I was in the stands. I was in the stands for the relay because by then, I mean, I had a separate, my fate. Like, it's like, man, you can't, nothing you can do about it. Now you hurt, bro. Like it just, you know, you just come back, regroup and figure it out. But I still want to support the team. You know, Tyson is one of my really good friends. You know, me and Gatlin are actually really cool. And Trayvon, you know, Trayvon is a Florida kid. Like, we've been on each other for a while. So I just wanted to go in there, you know, show my support for the guys and, and root them on. And then we get the cue. Yeah. Not a, not great. Yeah, the, hopefully we can – hopefully Team USA can get the that, the four-by-one uh, stuff. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get it, it We'll get it this year. This, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. So um, after 2016, you had a decision that a lot of people probably are like, what is this cat doing? He goes from being an Olympian – to being like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, LeBron James style. I'm trying out for some football. I'm, I'm, I'm turning, I'm putting, I'm trading in my spikes for some pads. What's the, what was going on? Like in your, like what, what, what's the mental thing of like, Hey, I want to try something, try something different. Let's try this NFL. Um, it was, it was a combination of two things. Um, one being, I mean, I had walked away from football. And I was really good at football, you know? And I had so much more room for improvement to grow and get better. Like who would have known, who knows what would have happened if I would have stayed three, four years and, and, and get better, train and work out and all, you know, stuff like that. Cause I've never, I had, I had never had the opportunity to actually, excuse me, train for football. Like it was always football, track, football, track, football, track. So I never was like one of those people that, you know, and also doing all the cone drills and all that. I had, I was in track season. I ain't got time for football right now. And then as soon as track ends, what, late July, mid, late July, you go straight into football, into high school, you know? So, you know, I just, I had that itch I needed to scratch, one. And two, 
it was the it was it was kind of based out of emotion, man, because 2016 was my last year on my Adidas contract. So I knew that I was hurt. I knew that there was something going on in here. I just didn't know yet. I knew there was something going on in my stomach that just was not right. And I knew that I was not going to have a full slash successful 2017 season. So what I tried to do was beat the system, a.k.a. I told my agents, basically, man, I just I'm a three time indoor USA champion. Found out that ain't worth a damn. Um, I ran nine seconds, you know, four or five times now. I made the 2016 Olympic team in the most premier event. All I was asking for was like to secure me some more money. That's all I asked. I ain't say go get me a million dollars. I ain't say go get me a brink truck. I just said, you know, just go get me a deal. You know, even if it's the same deal, just lock me in for another three, four years so that, you know, when I miss the season, because I didn't tell them I was going to miss the season. When I miss the season, I know that in the back of my mind, I still got some money. Yeah. You know, I still got some type of financial security. So um, they ended up coming back to me and was like, hey, yeah, Adidas is going to keep you on an option year. And I'm like, could you oh, explain what that no. is just for people that might not know? Okay, so for people that don't know what an option year is, basically these, these companies give you a, let's say they give you a four-year deal. And the next the option year is kind of like a prove-it year. So like if they don't want to fully buy into you, they give you a year where they're like, okay, we're going to give him one more year. He was just good enough to stay one more year. Mm-hmm. If he has a big year, we give him more money. If he doesn't, we cut him completely. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it wasn't a gamble that I wanted to take because it's like, okay, you're going to give me an option year. I'm not going to be at the USA Championships. I'm not going to make the 2017 team in London. I already knew that I needed surgery. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to announce that until I see what's going on with my contract because if I come out and say, hey, I'm going to have surgery, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, no option year, no money, no nothing. So I, you know, I, felt, I felt like my agency just kind of played me. I was like, bro, like y'all supposed to have, y'all work, it's a partnership. Y'all got to, you know, I, y'all get paid when I get paid. So help me. And so they didn't do that. And I was like, man, I just felt like, you know, them, my coaches, the company that I was with, that's when I really learned it's a business, didn't really have my back in totality. And I was just like, again, like I left FSU, I'll leave this. I don't need, you know, I need this. I go do something else. Like I got options, you know? And so I hired a football agent and walked away. Yeah. I was, so I was listening to one of your previous interviews, I think with Akeem Hayes uh, and you were, yes, my you dude. guys, you guys were talking about just like that, the, the level of politics that was involved in, in not only track and field, but team sports as well. And, and how, once you join the, the you're part of the, the Seahawks and I believe you're part of the, the Colts for, for a while and, uh, and the, the AAF, I mean, what, what was that world like where it's completely different really from track in certain regards. And I'm sure it's probably the same in, in other ones as well. Cause you kind of take us into that, um, that football oh, life. Okay. So, okay. So 2017, 2017, a higher agent. Um, I go to, I actually did the, the New Orleans, no, I did the Carolina rookie mini camp, the Carolina Panthers rookie mini camp. <laughs> and I felt something in my stomach, kind of like, it felt like somebody like unzipped something in my stomach. And I was like, all right, that's weird. So I ended up like backing out of the camp or whatever. The next weekend was New Orleans. And the rookie mini camp is like a two day, three day thing where they bring like 85 rookies in or people that can be deemed rookies like if you never really made an active roster but you've been around for two three years you're still a rookie yeah they bring you in they give you a crash course on a bunch of plays you got to learn and they basically put you through like scrimmage type drills and stuff like that just to kind of see like who got you know who got something that we can use if they like you they'll sign you bring you into the training camp so in new orleans 
I went through the physical and the dude was like, yeah, but you got some core muscle weakness, like something that it's a little weak, but if you can, I went through like a couple of tests and he was like, well, you're testing fine, but it's weak. Like you're going to have to, you know, take care of that. I'm like, all right, cool. He cleared me. We, I did like one play and I was, I told the coach, I was like, Mm-mm. just saying, I want to go home. I just, I told him to send me home. Cause I was, I wasn't gonna be worth a damn. They sent me home. I go see my doctor and he did like one test and he was like, yeah, you got hernia. And I was like, what? He's like, nah, it's like a, it's an easy fix. Like it's going to be, you know, you're going to be out somewhere between four to six weeks. He sends me to a surgeon, surgeon patched me back up. Like four, four, five, like four weeks later, the Cowboys released Lucky Whitehead and they called me in, fly me out to Oxnard, California. And I think I ran like 448 in the 40. And I, I ran some good routes, caught the ball well, but they wanted to see me run fast. I'm a track guy. I'm a speed guy. They're hearing about all the speed that I'm coming with. I'm four weeks out of a surgery, so I can't really, you know, go. Um, I ran, like I said, I ran like 448 and they was like, ah, now nah, we good. Send me back home. So now I know, you know, what they're looking for on the football side. They just want me to be fast. They don't give a damn about nothing else. Just run fast. Mm-hmm. I ended up, like a, like a week later, the Indianapolis coach called me. Called me. Hey, we're going to fly you in for a workout, whatever. I know what y'all looking for. Y'all want me to run fast. I go in, I run like 432. They signed me. I get through and um, like, and, and like I said, it's, 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 it's that, that world is just different, man, because like, I didn't realize that they already know who's going to be on the team before you come in. Like, they know who they want. You know what I'm saying? That's why you get like one or two stories a year where you get a surprise guy that was, you know, on and off some teams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like they already know who the five receivers they want and who they want. On a, they already know that stuff. So you're just really coming in just your camp body. And so I ended up getting cut on like the cut day after the end of camp, came back home, was like, okay, I know what training camp is like now. It's, you know, it's grueling. Next year, Seahawks called me in, go through the same process again. I get cut again. I'm like, dog, like, what, what, you know, like, what, what, what do I got to do? Like, I'm making plays, like I'm learning a system. I'm on time every day, watching film, making curfew, you know, brown nose and some of the coach like i'm doing everything mm-hmm. i can and it's just there's just no more i can do like i you know i ain't you know i'm running all these plays in practice that y'all want me to we get to the games i'm not even getting in the preseason games i knew i was i knew i was gonna make the team you're not getting a preseason game but you're not gonna make the team and so they cut me i come back home and then at that same year 2018 i had my son who's now actually three years old before in may and i was like you know at the time i told my damn fiance i was like listen I got one more in me. I got one more attempt at playing football. And then, you know, like, I ain't, I ain't not going to keep wasting my time. I ended up getting a call by the AAF. It was like, yeah, we got a team in Orlando, you know, so I'm at home. I already live in Orlando. I'm at home. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to, like, finally, you know, assert myself and show people what I can do on the field. They give me the opportunity. We have a little training camp. I make the team. I'm like, okay, whew, you know, there's that. First game of the season, February like 9th of 2019, first game of the season. I go to catch a punt, drops through. I run up to get it, and somebody runs into this arm and breaks it. I'm like, nah, man. Like, like okay, that's, again, it's a sign from God. I ain't supposed to have my ass out here. Excuse my language. I ain't supposed to be out here. Then, like, I come back like five, six weeks later, getting ready to play again. The league folds, like there's no more money. League is over with. I'm like, okay, yeah, this, 
yeah, that's my cue. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how football ended. Yeah, it seems like a couple times, God, like God was telling you, hey, we're, you're not a football player right now. You just, yeah. it was like, nah, I am. God's like, nah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if, if I got to close the whole league for you to understand, I'm going to do it. So. Yeah, you shut shop down. I was like, bro, like, why? I can't catch a break. I'm breaking on. And I ain't, I ain't breaking on arms and track. So right after the, after the 2019 World Championships is when I started training again. Mm -hmm. And, and so, I would like to, I, I'm interested because if from an outside perspective, so if there was somebody that was like, I know nothing about track, just show me results and times. And someone looks at your results. Could you kind of talk about the outside perspective? Because if I'm like, yeah, this is one of the best sprinters around in the US. And they, they see like, okay, they ran 994 in 2016. It's like, oh, then 2017, 1039. And then wait a minute, didn't run till 2020. Like, 1031 and then wait now back to 985 in 2021 like from an outside perspective I'm sure you you heard it a lot because you were the athlete you're probably getting a lot of well I saw it on Twitter outside noise we can call it disrespect yeah. from from yeah. that non-traditional you know career so far could you kind of touch on you know so okay on? so so this is this is how it all played out so 2016 I started I came back to fall training I started training, but again, I know that something's not right. I can't say that until I figure out what's going on with my contract situation. So my agency comes back and tells me what's going on with the contract situation. The way Adidas pays, they pay like in April and they pay in October. So you get half your money in April, half your money in October. So I ain't finna tell them in January that I'm finna go play football because then they may not pay me in April. So I literally held out until April. I came to practice every day. Knowing that I'm on the way out of here, I would go to track practice and then go do football drills. Because <laughs> I'm getting ready. I'm not going to be here. Like, I know I'm out of here, bro. Y'all ain't going to disrespect me. Like, nah. So I would go do football drills and stuff until April. So we get paid in April. And I ended up going to uh, Grenada. That's what it was, the Grenada Invitational. And I ran like 10.39. I, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I didn't care. Uh, and, I, and actually, I had left my coach. Like, I was with Lance Brahman. At first, I left and went to Gary Evans. And I, listen, I was, I, I'm telling you, like it was, I was not taking it serious. I went out there, I ran at 1039, but when my check cleared, I was like, yeah, all right, I'm out of here. See y'all on the flip side. So that was my first and only track meet of 2017. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm not gonna do this. And so then, like I said, I walked away, didn't run in 18, didn't run in 19. So then after the world championships in 2019, I guess when I started, I went back to Lance Barman. I was like, hey, you know, just, you know, we shook hands and made up. It was like, hey, I'm trying to come back to track, but, you know, this time I'm going to take it serious. This time I'm going to be all in, like, ain't no more football, ain't no more BS. He was like, all right, cool. Welcome me back with open arms. And I started training with him. And then um, the chairman or whoever the hell he is over Adidas came to, but after telling me I could train there, came to me and was like, hey, uh, I don't want, he's like, we don't want Marvin in the group anymore. I'm like, all right, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I had to kind of do some training, like, on my own. But then I ended up going and running indoors in 2020. I ran, uh, I ran 649. I ran 649 at the USA Championships behind Christian. He ran 637. Well, now, 40, 648 is my personal best. After three years away from this sport, I came back around 649. So obviously, that raises a little eyebrows. Like, hold mm -hmm. on now. You know, like, what's, yeah, where, where you been at? So then, you know, anybody that's actually cared to know my story or ask me what's going on, you know, I will tell them, like, that's just how it played out. And then Nike ended up signing me 
And, you know, then I ended up moving up to uh, Jacksonville to train with Rainer Ryder, you know, with Trayvon and Andre DeGrasse and all of them. So I get here and I start training. Obviously, COVID hits, you know, kills, you know, the Olympics and like all of that. And then there's a, um, I end up having a, a surgery on my stomach again. But this one was a little bit more severe. Uh, so I was out. I ran, I ran, Dennis Mitchell striked me on July 4th of 2020. I ran like 1031. And I knew something wasn't right. But again, I don't publicly go out and make excuses. It's like whatever happened, happened. I ran, that's literally, again, if people go back and care to look, that's the only outdoor race I ran in 2020. I ran 1031. That was on July 4th. My first surgery was July 7th. My second surgery was July 22nd. I actually ended up posting a picture like after the season. I posted what happened, but I took it down because I don't want a pity party. I don't, I don't do this for, you know, people's sympathy. Like I know that at the end of the day, the type of athlete I am and you know what I possess. And so I was like, you know what? I'm, I took it, I took the post down, just got back to training and came into this year and showed what I actually can do. Yeah. I mean, you're in a, a very elite uh, training group. I mean, just mentioning just a few names there, DeGrasse, Brumel, like you guys have a, a very, some of the fastest people, like there's almost the entire training group could be, could be the podium at one point for sure. Is it, is a good possibility. Um, could you, uh, and I know Brumel has talked about it because he's gone through some injuries as well. Have you guys had conversations on, you know, the mental aspect of things? I know in other interviews you said, you know, you don't, you don't want to have a pitter party. You don't want, you know, you, know, you don't want to yeah. have all that, but have you guys talked about, you know, you guys have both faced some serious adversity around similar times. Like, you know, what's been so, going yeah, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, you know, outside attention and stuff like that. Like, I don't really be caring to explain this because it's like, you know, if you don't take the time to come and talk to me, like I'm an open book, if you want to talk to me, if you want to talk to me and ask, if the media wants to come to me and ask, damn, what's going on? You know, I can tell you, but if you don't ask, I'm just not going to say nothing. Like it is what it is. I don't need your sympathy. Like I know, I know what happened. My training group knows what happened. Me and Trey Vaughn actually basically went out the sport at the same time. Because you remember in 16 is when his Achilles happened. Yeah. So... We went out at the same time and we've had like endless conversations about, you know, just trying to stay, you know, locked in mentally. And uh, he would actually always tell me, man, you should tell your story. You know, man, if you don't know what I've been through, you know, I, I lost, I lost 50 pounds. I didn't eat for like two months. I literally couldn't, my couch was right there. I couldn't get off the couch. I was stuck. I couldn't, I had staples that my, from the top of my belly button to down to my pubic area. I had staples. I couldn't stand up straight. You know what I'm saying? But I don't go on, you know, social media or anything like that talking about it because like I said, I'm not looking for sympathy. Like I would bring awareness to the situation. Like if there's anybody that ever been through what I've been through, like I sympathize because I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So, you know, we've always talked about it and, you know, shared stories or whatever, because I mean, I've, I'm, I, I know him personally. So I've always seen, I've seen what happened like every step of the way. I also was training with him in 2020 when he came back and was lighting it up and people trying to figure out how, you know, the man ran like 1054 and then came back and ran like 990 the next year. So, yeah, we've definitely talked about it a lot, man. He's actually somebody that, you know, I, I would have a personal, you know, sit down, heart heart conversation with it about, you know, that particular topic because he was in my shoes a couple of years ago and he had to battle his way back. So, I, yeah, we definitely, we've definitely rapped about it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely cool to see that you guys have both have each other to kind of lean on and in times of trouble and in times of success of like, Hey, you're doing well. And, and per great enough, like both of you guys had pretty, I wouldn't say breakout years, but re resurgence years, or I guess it is because it's, you guys have been in track for a little while, but yeah, you have your three fastest times uh, ever personally all came within 2021. And 
that so running 985 like you said top 20 time of all time you know do, going really well uh for for many people was one of the the top favorites for you know making the olympic team here in in 2021 and in the in the semis unfortunately about you know halfway through you had something with a once again it looked like a hamstring i mean could you could you kind of bring us through you know the lead up to that race and you know kind of the emotions or the feelings after uh yeah man definitely um was it we went to Miramar like two weeks before trials and that's when Trayvon ran 977 I ran 985 and right then and there man like I felt like I felt so powerful you know I'm like man there it is like I've been this whole season you know I've been there you know because people don't know I, I ran 10-6 this year I ran or well, last year I ran 10-63 at the Oregon Relays again hurt my hamstring in a race and I'm like bro why does this keep happening to me like what's what am I not doing like I'm on top of treatments I'm on top of everything like what's going on and Miramar was everything I needed. Like I said, I ran 985. So I go on the trials being, you know, one of the favorites to make the team. Um, day one, I think I ran like a smooth 10 0 And I like, I'm not gonna lie, running the race, like I was like that. When I finished, I was like that. I felt like 10 1, you know what I'm saying? Like 10 1 high, 10 1 mid. And I seen a clock and I seen 10 0. And I was like, oh, we, oh, it's, oh, it's on. Like it, that was 10 0. So, you know, come back for the for the semis, man. I warmed up, you know, extra hard and felt good going to the race and everything. And you remember, we they shot the gun and we ran like 10, 15 meters and they called us back. I got a good start. Then the second gun, get a good start again. And you can actually, if you listen to the TV copy, you can hear the announcer go, oh, and Bracey is a good start. And then right when he said that, I pull up. So sad to report that four days later, I was back running. So it wasn't a tear or anything. It literally was just like a mild spasm and like the lower quadrant of the hamstring, just like a flicker. And I was, so four days later, I was back running. And two days after that, they shipped me off to uh, Stockholm to race. I ran 100 in Stockholm. I think I got like sixth place though. And then I think what, two or three days after that, I ran in Budapest when uh, Connie Sambine ran 984. I got, I ran 1002 in that race. And so I knew back then, I knew right then I was like, okay, now I'm back healthy. Like, you know, now we can kind of, you know, figure it out. And I think I ran like one more race and came back home before like everything shut down for the Olympics because obviously there's no races. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what happened, man. It was really just a mild spasm. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you how. I was hydrated. I warmed up good. I was well prepared mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Everything lined up, man, and literally just pushed out and mild flicker. I stopped running, and you know that was that. Yeah, that. That's think that's like the one of the most difficult things about track is you get you get one shot at it. It's not like a it's not like a football game where you can go out for a couple plays and, and come back. It's like no once man you can you can miss three quarters, come back and have a game <laughs> of a lifetime still. Like you you know what I'm saying you mess up one time man in one important race. Like no matter what else you do, the rest of the season you know what I'm saying I know that I have my family back at the crib watching man and like I ain't gonna lie I shed a couple I shed a couple G tears but not because. I was hurt or anything, but because I felt like, you know, there were some people that I let down, you know, I had finally got back and I had finally figured it out. Like, okay, this is how you run fast times. You know, I've seen, you know, Trayvon run fast. I've seen uh, uh, running run fast. I've seen, you know, you know, other people run fast the grass and I'm like, you know, okay, so this is what it takes to finally get to, you know, the, 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 the nine nines and the nine eights and the nine, you know, this is what it takes. I'm here. Like I've arrived. And for that to happen in that moment, I was like, oh shit. Okay. We're back at school one. Mm-hmm. now you gotta yeah. get healthy again you know it's like another another trial or another thing that you're going through but 
you know, all of those, all of those are going to eventually make, you know, once, once you're, you're back at it again this year, it's just going to make it that much sweeter. And I mean, talking about that, something that has been a trend through the last few years, just like the unwarranted almost disrespect that you've kind of seen throughout track and field. I mean, this past year, you don't get invited to pre, uh, don't come out to Brussels. And then this year we have the, the, what's it called? Milrose games. One of the biggest indoor races coming out, all the promos talking about four people, even though you're also a part of that race, people probably wouldn't even know that, that you're on it, but what could you kind of just touch on? Like, I mean, what's it like seeing on social media? Just, I, and I saw some other person, what was talking about the, what from December 11th, some podcast guys saying the, what was it? The, the collapse, it was something you had put on your, your thing saying like, Oh, I can't show up in the, the finals or do you remember what that was? Yeah. That whatever it was, yeah, man, I, I, man, listen, again, I, I be, I ignore a lot of that stuff, man. It's funny to me. Like it's very, it's very, very funny. Um, but I'll, I'll address it one by one. I'll start with people on team. That that stung, man, because I've never ran it pre in my life. You know, um, it's always something that I'll watch it on TV. The atmosphere looks dope. You know, obviously I've been to that track, but I've never been to that particular event. And I was like, you know, I'm Nike now. I'm a shoe in. Like I'm finna get in. Then I ran 985 this year. I'm like, okay, like they finna let me in. So we had the track. So the first day I wake up, first day I wake up, uh, when the first the first announcement come out, the first eight people, and I'm looking at the list like. All right, I, I, I'll give y'all like four or five people on this list that, that should be here. Like just, you know, they're shoe in. Like it's nothing I can do about that. I understand how the game goes. I've been around a while. And then I'm looking at a couple of people and I'm like, all right. Nah, 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 y'all. All right, y'all wow. But I'm like, okay, they got nine lanes. Maybe they're gonna work something out. I wake up the next day. They announced, oh, in the late edition, we added Craven Gillespie. And I was like, all right, come on, man. Like, you know, and everybody was trying to tell me, oh, man, he went to Oregon. Man, I don't give a damn about none of that. I don't care where he went to school. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You know, like, come on, bro. And so I was, I was, I was it started a little bit because I'm like, bro, like, how, like, I, that's Diamond League points. Like, I, I ain't got no points. So then, you know, I get, I get past that and I end up going to, uh, I end up going to Memphis and I ran 985 again. I'm like, all right. Well, at least y'all know, you know, I, 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 what I'm working with. Yeah. Race goes on, whatever, whatever. And then Brussels come up and I was on a wait list at first. My agent was like, yeah, you're on a wait list, whatever. And then I'm looking when the race comes up, like I'm looking, it's like three people in there with like a PB of like 1022. And I'm like, come on, dog. Like I get you letting somebody in, you know, from, you know, from that country. Like I get that. But like you got three people, like three people. There's a couple people that don't belong, but come on, some 1020. Come on now. We get towards the nitty gritty, like, come on, man. I don't know what I've done to these people. I don't know who I rubbed the wrong way. I don't know who I done pissed off, but it just didn't make no sense. So now I don't get into Brussels. I can't get into Zurich. So now, you know, and I'm thankful for, I race, I'll race anywhere where I'm welcome and I can only race who they welcome. You know what I'm saying? So if the big names don't come to the continental tour or they don't come to, you know, certain meets, I can't do nothing about that. I can just race to show up. So, you know, and, and then that's just what I did. Just put down good performances and just let people know, man, like I'm worth something. So hopefully, you know, this year they don't stiff me outdoors and then come into this season. Like I'm, I'm a three-time USA indoor champion. I got a PBS 648. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got a world indoor silver medal. I've won at Miro's before. <laughs> I've run 650 on that track before. Like I, 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 I just personally feel like, man, in this sport, there's enough love to go around. Like you don't always, they don't always gotta meet right certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like you can give everybody, you know, a certain level of attention. I ain't asking y'all to make me the headline. I understand Christian Coleman is the world record holder. I got a lot of respect for that dude. I know I'm, you know what I'm saying, personally. Like I, I know, I know what's going on. Like I get that. I trained with Trey. I, I know. I, I was in the, I was actually in the 2016 final when he won it. I, I, I saw up close and personal what happened. I, I understand what these people are capable of. But it's enough. It's enough notoriety for everybody to get some. Like you can literally say, man, we have a stack race. Treat you treat like a diamond league, because that's basically what you got. Then you got Ronnie. Christian, Trayvon, me, Noah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's no disrespect to Noah, but I mean, he ain't an indoor specialist. But I understand it sells tickets. I get that. So, you know, Obama Cloud, he's also in the race. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you won't because they they pick and choose who they want to, you know, say who they want to glorify when it's enough for everybody to get some attention. Yeah. You know, I don't like it, but it is what it is. It's just what we deal with. I wasn't. I honestly, somebody tweeted me the other day and was like, we need Brace Yourself and more events like this, you know, this year. I've been confirmed since beginning of December. I've been confirmed for that race, man. So mm -hmm. I was like, I, I, and I wasn't going to say nothing until he tweeted me that. And I was like, I just sent a screenshot of, you know, me already being confirmed. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm already in there. So I ain't tripping. Like, I just, I just got to go in there and do my thing. And then, you know, hopefully people take notice. Yeah, that's uh, that's stuff you don't you don't realize as uh, as fans with um, you know what's what's going on on the inside of things of like hey, yeah. you know, it's about who it's not just about how fast you ran. It's also about you know the you know what what coaching staff you have, maybe what agency you're in, what meets you. It's like you said earlier, it's politics, man. All that stuff, all that stuff matters in this sport, man. Because you know people do favors, and you know this agent might put this athlete in for the, you know they they, they all that stuff going, which is at the end of the day. When you run fast, you make the job a lot easier for you. Because they one thing, like I said, one thing about this sport, they can't deny how fast you are. At some point, you're going to have to let me in. Mm -hmm. At some point, I'm going to run fast enough for you to be like, all right, we can't deny him. I don't need all the attention. No, I don't, that's, I'm, cool. I'm cool with coming in and being an underdog. You ain't got to pick me to win. You ain't got to pick none of that. Just give me a lane. All I care about. You know, and so like, you know, unlike football, where... Honestly, man, there are some guys that I've seen in some of these places I've been in, some of these training camps and stuff, that you will never know their names. But they were better than some of the people that end up making the squad because, again, they pick who they like. You know, not who's always the best. So that's what I mean. That's one thing I do appreciate about track. It's like, man, if you wanted the best, you wanted the best. Yeah. There's a, at a certain point, you can only, uh, you, you can't deny so, so long for sure. And so, I mean, this year to, to kind of close things out for you, 2022, big, big year, got a, got indoor and outdoor worlds that's, that's coming up and the sprint, like there is, there's probably 10, 15 people that could win. Like legit, you can have like a legit bet for and reason for about 10 different people that can win. And the joke is there's not 10 lanes on a track. So, so there are right. going to be people that are going to get left out of finals and left off of teams that could have a legit chance at winning this world championship. I mean, what's it like, you know, being in your prime right now at a point in time where 
by, by running a not running sub 10 might not even be enough to, to, to get into a final. It's like, it's that close now. It's not, yeah, man, you know, you're going to have some, man, you're going to have some nine, eight guys watching from the stands. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be some sick dudes and you do not want to be that dude. Do not be that dude that, that has a nine, eight run and miss it by spot, miss it by 0.01 seconds, man. And all you can do is just go out there and put together your best when you need to be your best. You know, um, for me, man, like I said, it was about learn, this, this past season just taught me that like, okay, like I am one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking about, like, the USA final didn't feature me. And you still had, what, third place was 989. I mean, not third place. Fourth place was 989. Fifth place was 991. That was without me in the race. You know, that's without Christian in the race. So, and whoever, you know, we don't know who's next up, you know? So, it's like, man, just being one of those guys, being 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 in that mix, man, just, it's a confidence booster for me, you know? Because coming into the sport, like, I turned pro in 2013. I was, what, 19 years old. I came in, I watched Tyson Gate go open up 986. I watched him run 974 at American Trials. You know what I'm saying? But that's back when you had the Bolt, the Gatlins, the Tyson. You know, that's when you had five, six guys worldwide that were, you know, it's like, okay, those five. And then it's like, all right, everybody else is kind of like, all right, like you might do something. But to be in a field where it's like, bro, you got 10 dudes who actually can win this race, man, it's, it's kind of it's inspiring. Like it makes you raise your game because you want to be that dude that takes over, you know, where in an era where it's a bunch of younger guys, which I'm now one of the older guys, you know, at 28, um, with a bunch of young guys that are all running, you know, really well. And it's not really one particular guy that's just light years better than everybody else. Like I understand, you know, the boat era was magical to watch. You know, the man did, listen, he did what he had to do when he had to do it. Can't hate on that. But just being in an era where you got so many guys that, are all within like the same box. And so you don't really know who's going to win. Yeah, you know, people got their favorites. and you know, I'll pick this guy, I'll pick that guy. But you really don't know who's going to win that race on any given day. And that just makes it, because like nobody knew what, you know, Lamont Jacobs was going to do. Nobody knew that was going to happen. Nobody could have predicted that. Mm -hmm. He did what he had to do. So now he's in the mix, you know? So it just makes yeah. the sport even more entertaining. Yeah, it's it's a crazy a crazy time for for sprints and as a I'm glad that I'm not in I'm not having to race all this time. Cause I'd be I'd be nervous like oh man like I got all this all this you know money doing this stuff and I got I gotta be the I gotta be the best and there's everyone that's the best so it's you gotta really be able to uh you know be good under pressure you know with what's I, going I, I, I mean I, I mean I'll share some with you that um you know that uh somebody taught me so it's like when it when it comes to when you come to when it comes to competing and stuff like that man um. Uh, Tori Bowie, actually, I actually trained with her. She was with uh with Lance Brodman, and she was the one who just kind of told me, man, like, cause I used to ask her, like, you know, you running 10-8, 10-7, like, why does it look so effortless? Why is it, why are you so calm out there? And she was just kind of telling me, man, like, the race is the easy part. You've already put in the work, you know? So when, being, being, being perfectly honest, man, like, the race is when I'm at my calmest. Because it's like, when you get out there, no matter who's around, like, at the end of the day, it's nothing I can do to affect Christian Coleman, Trayvon Bromell, Ronnie Baker, Noah Lyles, uh, uh, Justin, Get whoever is out there. There's nothing I can do from this lane right here to affect anyone. If he ready to run fast, man, there's nothing to do about it. All I can do is control. All I can do is control what I can control. And when you get to that level, when you can, when you can actually do that, it's like you put together, you know, a string of good races, or you just put together, you know, quality performances because it's like you can just worry about yourself. You're either gonna win, or you're gonna lose. It's gone. Like something will happen. Like just, just run. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah. it's become it's become the easier part. Like it's like I ain't got repeat one fifties. I ain't got you know what I'm saying. I just gotta do this one time. Just do it one time. Yeah, it's not like right after this race you got to get back on the line. Be like, all right, we're doing that two more times. Yeah, you got eight minutes and you got to run four. And I, yeah, just this one time, man. One time, it's one time at your best. Just do your best one time. And when you, like I said, when it all becomes muscle memory. I used to wonder how looking at you know the the Tyson's and the Gatlin's and the boat. How did this man get on the track every time and look the same and run close to the same time? How how is he doing that? Why is he you know there's no twitching his step. There's no misfires there's no nothing like he just get out there and it's just rhythm and that's what it's about it's about when you get in a rhythm man it's like when you when you get in a rhythm it's nothing it's, it's just like you think about it think about up until you know up until the olympics the rhythm that trayvon was in i saw it every day in practice it looked effortless it looked like he wasn't even trying to do it. he just you know yeah it's it's all about you know you got to be able to repeat it and if once you can repeat it yeah like you said it's muscle memory same thing you know gatlin's been doing running sub 10 for what 50 years now it <laughs> feels yeah, like man man wanna he wanna he wanna Olymp- he won olympics when i was in the fourth grade yeah it's there there are people that were lining up at the trials that were younger than like i don't even think like a thing mo there were some people that were at the trials weren't even alive yet when he was first lining yeah, up but think yeah, about that like bro. i graduated my team my, my this year is my high school 10-year reunion and he won olympics when i was in the fourth grade Mm-hmm. And still running to this day. We'll pro- Bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. There you go. Well, Marvin, thank you so much for taking the time here. I'm sure we could go on for another hour. We've already gone a little, a little, little bit over, but uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, where can people go if they wanted to, you know, learn a little bit more about you on social media or anything like that? Man, I de- listen, man. I definitely appreciate you. You know, allowing me to shed light on certain situations because I know people don't really ask these questions. You know, we don't really have media outlets like that that allow us to you know blow off some steam or talk about you know things that we've been through so i'm open to chat at any given time during the season you know after a couple of races or whatever man we can always come back and go over some more things and i can you know put you into my mind and where i'm at um if anybody ever wants to you know follow me follow my story follow my journey um instagram twitter facebook at marvin bracy or at brace yourself you know or just type in my name marvin bracy williams um Speaking of that, you know, people didn't actually know. People don't know that my last name is not Bracy anymore. It's actually Bracy Williams. No, I I actually, yeah. So I legally changed my name in 2018. Um, I have my dad's first and middle name, and I had my mama's last name. They were never married, and so my dad died 18 years ago. That 18 years ago, when I was 10, um, and when I found out I was having a son, I legally changed my name, and I was going to switch it just to Williams. But I already made my name as Marvin Bracy, so I was like, you know what? I want to honor my mama and my father, so I kept I changed to Bracy Williams and made myself the junior, so that my son could be Marvin the third, which that's his name. So oh, wow. yeah, just you know, this is why sometimes sometimes that track meets people call me Bracy Williams, and oftentimes like people put just Bracy on the bib, and I got to give it back. Like no, nah, that ain't my name. You know, so I leave. I got the paperwork right here, you know, to show like, you know, and it's just it's just to honor my father. You know, he's like I said, he's been there eighteen years, so. You know, just something small. Like, hey, this, if people call me Bracey, like I'm not offended, but it's you know legally my name is Bracey Williams. Oh, good. Well, that I'll I know what to put in the the card now. Yeah, Bracey Williams. Yeah, and I I know That's what you great. mean. Yeah, when in in 2003 I lost my uh my cousin tragically to to violence, and so I know it was my best friend. So I know exactly. So that's why my favorite number is 28 because he rocked 28 on basketball right, and okay, and all okay. that. And so it's like, yeah, there's there's things that are 
it's like no it's a little, little bigger than uh you know than me i know so yeah i know what yeah. you uh, i know what you mean there for sure but uh so it's like i said i just I just just something small so i mean if somebody calls it calls me william some people could just call me williams which you know it's kind of cool to me but it is what it is it's just something that i should know you know i ain't gonna go you know and spaz out on people but that's just something that you know a little small little intricacy but again you know people um, people only look into certain things like it's all of my social media it's all over everything like, it's even on some of my biz but nobody's really talked to actually like why does it say you know basically you know, nobody's that so i just don't say nothing just it is what it is yeah there you go well now now people know so now next time marvin bracy williams so hopefully that they'll be saying yes, it the right way on uh in milrose uh this oh, they, 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 don't have no, they don't have no choice <laughs> exactly well marvin thank you so much for joining really appreciate it and and thank you to everyone for listening this has been another episode of track world news if you want more content go and follow us on instagram at track world news we post different clips highlights things like that um well that's gonna be it for us today have a good one peace